This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. According to a new study, a chemical that forms when humans digest a certain type of widely used sweetener, it becomes genotoxic, meaning it damages DNA. The chemical is also said to be found in the sweetener itself in trace amounts, and researchers claim the finding raises questions about how the sweetener may contribute to health problems. Yay! So, sucralose is said to be the most widely used artificial sweetener in the United States. And, of course, that's the one that is genotoxic. Previous work from the New Studies research team established that there are several fat-soluble compounds are produced in the gut after sucralose ingestion according to north carolina state's news release okay because this is a uh, this is a study from a uh, biomedical engineering at north carolina state university and the university of north carolina at chapel hill they also found that trace amounts of sucralose 6 acetate can be found in off-the-shelf sucralose <laughs> even before it's consumed and metabolized oh that's great yay the world health organization recently released a new set of guidelines at the beginning of may urging people not to use non-sugar sweeteners or nss to control body weight or reduce the risk of non-communicable diseases sucralose is named as a common nss by the who in its uh, release of the new guidelines now the fda I'm sorry, the Food and Drug Administration approved sucralose for use in 15 food categories in 1998. And then one year later, ah, you can use it as a general purpose sweetener. No problem. Worry about it. So according to uh, Healthline.com, Splenda is the most common sucralose-based product. The makers of Splenda, the British food supplier Tate and Lyle PLC, say on their website that Splenda, sucralose, a reliable partner in a huge range of products it can also be found other uh, under other brand names as well as uh cookran zero cal novella candrel yellow and sucra plus so that's great uh, that's great so just think about that the next time you're using anything made with sucralose six uh, acetate because according to this new study now you know maybe next month they'll tell you oh you know what we were wrong it's good for you but for right now it's genotoxic welcome welcome to chewing the fat so because i was reading stories about health and what things are good and bad the algorithm sent me to a story that talked about this lady who uh talks about using her own poop to grow uh, food. She uses her own poop as compost to grow food. Now, I believe we've all seen the movie The Martian 
where he uses his own waste to grow baked potatoes, which keeps him alive until he's able to figure out a way to get back to Earth. So now this uh, Goldilocks, a pro wrestler turned TV personality, uh, has talked about her inflation-proof poop scoop after they complained that they were going into the red with their exorbitant spending habits. She claims that she spends $84 a month on groceries because she grows her own food. Now, are we at that point yet in this world? I don't know. Many people probably are. And I I really don't blame them. But I'm going to have a ways to go. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you right now, I've got a ways to go before I start using my own poop for compost to grow the food that I'm eating. Could it happen? Absolutely. Was I raised with... I mean, my grandfather always had a compost pile uh, back behind the shed. He did not use human waste in it, though. It was... (laughs) I will say that. My grandfather drew the line there. That's the compost pile, but we're not putting human waste in there. But are we at that point for some people? I guess... Uh, You know, for sure you use the kitchen scraps and everything else for the compost pile. But man, you are, you are reaching, uh, you're reaching a red line for me uh, when you're going to start using your own poop in the compost pile. So if you're at that point and you're growing your own food and you're using it for compost, good for you. And I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm okay with it, but. I, I can't right now. I just can't. All right. So as of this recording, uh, we're recording live uh, on the 20th of June, 2023. Uh, we have not had word that they found the missing submarine or the people that went down in it. The Titan uh, who was supposed to go down and see the Titanic wreckage has, you know, they've been lost now. And uh, we're busy searching for it. I don't know, you know, if they lost power completely, it will be, you know, it'll be horrific uh, if they ever do find the sub. Um, They're made a big deal. You know, the company obviously is what they don't say is what you have to really kind of pay attention to. But now they're taking the heat because uh, they took eight hours to report the missing sub to the Coast Guard. Well, you know, in their defense, they have had submarines lost before for you know two and a half three hours and then they get the communication back or they find their way back to the top and so you know it has it's not uh it's not that in their world it doesn't seem to be that big a deal to lose communication or uh the whereabouts of the titan to me it's kind of a big deal <laughs> i would like to know where that bad boy is at all time especially if i'm on it now to be clear i would not be on this submarine uh there's no way uh i i i, I couldn't they were they wouldn't let me on to begin with it's like uh you know it's like a, a theme park ride there's no fat guy seating in that sub so i mean they, if i'm walking up even if i paid the two hundred and fifty thousand to take the trip <laughs> uh the submarine you know the the people at uh, ocean gate are like yeah no uh no thanks uh you're not you're not you first of all you're not fitting through the <laughs> you're not fitting through the hole to get in the sub and uh there's no room sorry and uh we want we want to try to get some other people on this thing too so for sure i'm not doing it but i wouldn't do it anyway to be closed up like that oh my gosh 
and it's such a small space. And, you know, they made such a big deal about going to the bathroom in the back of it if you have to go, that kind of thing. But I, I don't even care about that. I mean, it's just that enclosed space and not being able to get out. Oh, my gosh. So they still, you know, there's still time left uh, for them to be alive. And we're busy with the Coast Guard and the company and other search and rescue vehicles are involved. And we're trying to find this sub. But, um, you know, the odds of it being found with survivors uh, is pretty small. Now, what happened to it? That'll be interesting to see if we ever do know. Was it, uh, did it get tangled up in some sort of thing? I know one interview with the head guy of the firm, the CEO, Stockton Rush, he was in an interview, I don't know, a while ago, and he talked about um, his worst fear was that it would be the inability to return to the surface. And, you know, it, was, it would get hung up in, in, in fishnets and entanglement hazards, that kind of thing. If it's an overhang, don't go under it, that kind of thing. Well, that's cool, but he's not worried about it because he believes that he can do that. And they made the big deal about using the game controller to run the operation. It's kind of like an elevator. It's pretty simple to use. Okay, well, I mean, we know we can keep track of where the elevator is. So I'd like to be able to keep track of where the submarine is uh, during the dive as well. That's just me, though. And you know, apparently they use text messaging, some kind of texting, to get a hold of one another. And if that, if they lose that, now we're you know it's completely over. So anyway, they have 96 hours of oxygen for a crew of five people, and so it's been well. I mean, they they took off Sunday at 9:45 a.m. Uh, the first call to the Coast Guard was 5.40 p.m., you know, eight hours. But, uh, and so we're still, I mean, we are, we're getting close. We're getting close to the 96 hours. And if people are freaking out, you use more oxygen, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm sure that there's a plus or minus <laughs> a few hours uh, of when that oxygen is uh, is available. I, I don't know. I've, I really want to hold out hope. And, uh, you know, and, and, and have, uh, you know, T's and P's, ugh, thoughts and prayers for everyone involved. But uh, I just feel like we're, they're lost. And, and, and was it the, 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 the aliens that got them? Uh, were they, did they go underwater and now they're taken by aliens? And maybe they come back and say, you know, we don't know how we survived, but we did. And now here we are. And uh, a ship took us and uh you know examined us and then threw us back in the the submersible and now here we are so everything's fine i don't know what were those were those the uh the tic-tac vehicles the tic-tac ufos i mean maybe they could have been it could happen it could happen it's doubtful but it could happen so as soon as any of the news, I mean, the world is uh, watching now to find out uh, to find out what's happening. I, you know, am I going to spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down in a submersible, uh, you know, a little sub to see the wreckage of the Titanic when I can just watch the movie uh, or watch the you know all the YouTube uh, videos? No thanks. You go ahead and go. 
I mean, if I had an extra 250000 you know, like you, uh, I would spend it on something else. I, I really would. You know, I might, I, but in the same, you know, would I go to space? You know, I kind of do want to go to space, and I'm not going to do that. There's no Fat Guy CD on that either, so, you know, I'm not doing that either. But if I was going to blow 250000 on a trip, probably I'd rather go to space than I would go to the bottom of the ocean where a shipwreck is. But, you know, I, I just I wouldn't spend the 250000 on that. And I know that's just me. I know it is. But, <laughs> uh, man, I do, I, I do not uh, envy any of the people involved in this at all. And in particular, uh, I have, uh, I don't even want to think about what it's like being on that sub inside of it. Oh, my gosh. And if the power went out and they lost pressure, the pressure, uh, you're gone. At least it would be fast. You would just, uh, the inside of the sub would be a mess. I mean, don't look at me like that. It would be. (laughs) I would not be the one to want to clean it. Okay, let's just be clear about that. I wouldn't want to clean it. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. So Blaze TV is premiering a new show tonight, uh, the premiere of A Normal World with uh, comedians Dave Landau and Quarter Black Garrett tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern as they reinvent late night using topical sketches, comedic conversations on the latest political and social news and even some musical guests. So you can head over to youtube.com slash at normal world, youtube.com slash at insignia normal world be sure to hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on any of the fun so i guess we're trying to bring uh you know the uh late night back because uh, at one time uh, late night television was actually kind of funny uh, you may not recall that but it was so uh that's why we are uh bringing back late night to uh, blaze tv so we're trying to just reinvent late night and uh this show is hopefully going to do that Uh, on blaze tv so join us tonight at 10 p.m eastern go to youtube.com at normal world youtube.com slash at normal world and uh join us and have a little bit of fun and put a smile on your face uh more than you do while listening to this show uh youtube.com slash at normal world world so yesterday we got the news up and they are taking a beating Meghan markle and prince harry and you know uh, for most of you and you know me and fine i got no problem with Meghan or harry taking a beating and Meghan, i mean she's agonizing so and i don't know why she is she just is she is because she is that's right you can quote me on that she is because she is so I know that they're, you know, look, they've got to find a gig for sure. Their lifestyle has become accustomed to uh, spending a lot of money. Uh, they live pretty high off the old hog. And uh, so they're going to need to find some more money coming in. And they lost the Spotify deal. Apparently, Archwell is still out hawking uh, the uh, the podcast. So it might not, it still may happen. They still may get a deal, just not through Spotify. Good luck. Uh, I hope that it works out for you, 
Megan. But then I had this big news break yesterday that uh, Megan faked interviews. Well, I, I read the story, and uh, according to the story, some of the show's interviews were done by members of her staff, and the audio of her voice asking the questions were clipped in later. So the stars on the podcast, she did the full interviews with, and I apologize for not having listened or watched the uh, the podcast. I know, I should have. I watched a couple of them where Harry made a special appearance for Megan, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it was kind of agonizing. But uh, what they talked about was on the podcast, they would bring in uh, experts. And so the producers would ask the experts questions and then whatever they were going to use. My view of that was that whatever they were going to use in the podcast, then uh, Megan would ask the question and they would use the response of the expert as the podcast answering uh, you know, the question. Well, they were answering the same question. It was just Megan asking, not the producer. And while I'm okay with beating up Megan and Harry over their deal and being agonizing and uh, as uh, Bill Simmons uh, calls them, grifters, which they absolutely are. Uh, but, uh, you know, morning shows uh, do that all the time. Morning radio does that all the time. Uh, a lot of times experts or people you want to have answer certain questions um, can't do it live during the morning show and you don't necessarily want them to do it live because you don't know how they're going to answer and what's going to be good and what's going to not be good not worth the answer so the producer will hook up with the guest the expert and ask them you know so many questions and record you know obviously you ask the question they answer it and then the morning show can ask the same question again and play back the answer like the guest is answering the host not the producer it happens i really don't think i mean because it's them it's a big deal but it's not really there it's made out to sound worse than what it really is so i mean you take that with however you want to take it um, I'm okay with, I mean, they are grifters and now they're looking for a new deal. I guess the word is out that, uh, she is trying to be, uh, you know, a spokesperson for Dior. Um, I like Dior and I saw where Harry had worn a suit, I guess. And so there, maybe they'll both get the Dior deal and uh, good for them. Let them be, let them be spokesman for Dior and make some money. So they're able to survive. I wouldn't want them not to be able to live in their, <laughs> multi-million dollar home and not have to actually do a job i wouldn't want that at all <laughs> anyway when you hear about uh her taking a beating for this on her interviews it wasn't like every you know she did the interviews for the for the other stars on the on the show because it always reverted back to her right she got beat up for that when she was doing the interviews she talked about uh talking to these people and then it would always instead you know she would be interviewing them and then it would come back to being about her so i mean that's part of the deal and i really uh if you're going to have experts on and you're only going to use part of what they say to tighten up the podcast the production of the podcast I get doing it the way that they did it, but you know, I'm okay with beating her up for it. I just, I just wanted you to be aware that it does happen. Uh, and it has happened, uh, you know, in a radio for a long time. Uh, people don't want to talk about it, but it has happened and it does happen. And in fact, I've done it. So I mean, I get it. It's okay. 
<laughs> it's okay. Which is not like Bebe Rexa's face. Did you see? I was looking at the footage. Like I saw the headline the other day about Bebe Rexa getting dinged on stage from a cell phone. And then, so I see the footage. Holy cow. She's singing on stage and this cell phone comes flying from the crowd. Dings her right in the face. She got a black eye. I mean, the picture that she posted on her Instagram that has 10.8 million followers, by the way. Just a few more than what I have at Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram. I'm getting there, though. If I can get someone to throw a cell phone and hit me in the face, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll break Bebo Rex's uh, Instagram followers uh, at 10.8 million. So you can follow me. Uh, help me get closer to uh, Bebe Rexa on Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Please follow me on that. You might as well follow me on Twitter, too, at JeffyJFR. And uh, Jeff Fisher Radio is for Instagram and Facebook. So follow me on all those social media sites please. Uh, you might as well follow me on Chewing the Fat uh, with Jeff Fisher on YouTube too. You know, you're going to do it. So just thank you. I appreciate it very much. Do that. Anyway, uh, Rexa got dinged on stage from the cell phone. Holy cow. I mean, she got dinged. She went down. She went down on a knee. And I don't blame her. That cell phone was flying through the air. So uh, Nicholas Melvagna, a 27-year-old concert girl from Manalapan, New Jersey, was arrested and charged with the assault for allegedly, okay, throwing the cell phone at Rexa. I don't know. It doesn't say why he did it, what he was thinking. He went before a judge uh, the first of this week and was released on his own recognizance. He didn't even enter a plea. The judge issued an order of protection to keep him away from the singer. And the next court date is scheduled for July 31st. So I guess, according to the story, he said, I thought it would be funny if I hit Rexa with my phone. (laughs) Yeah, that would be funny. Now, maybe it would be if he hadn't dinged her in the face. You know, if he'd have tossed it up there and, you know, it just kind of landed in front of her or kind of hit her in the stomach, maybe she would pick it up and take a selfie and toss it back into the crowd. Maybe that could have happened. I could I could kind of see that uh, train of thought. But he just, I mean, he rifled it up there. Man. He threw a fastball and she's singing, turns around, that thing dings her <laughs> right in the face, man. Good job. Good job, Mel Vagna. Uh, not a... Not a full thought. Uh, you should have thought that out better, my friend. You should have thought that out better. Oh, you know, so I watched Extraction 2 uh, this weekend with Chris Hemsworth on Netflix, Extraction 2. And the first one was okay. Uh, it was just okay. And I watched it. I enjoyed it. That was fine. This one, though, uh, man, was it like a game it was just i mean the whole thing was filmed the big scenes were just like a video game pretty incredible um i'm not sure if if that was intended i'm sure it was i'm sure i haven't seen any of the interviews or listened to anything i didn't read about it anything i just you know i knew it was coming out i saw i saw a promo that it was coming out on netflix this past weekend i thought oh i i'll sit down and watch extraction too i'm looking for you know new stuff to watch i haven't got to idol on hbo yet i will i'm sorry max so anyway i watched extraction too and it was a fun ride it was fine but boy it was filmed just like a video game so if you're not into that don't you don't need to watch it because that's what it is but it it was fun and you know a lot of good a lot of good fight scenes and uh, you know he's saving uh this woman and her kids and the woman is his ex-wife's 
sister. So it brings back, you know, all the memories of losing their daughter and everything. So, you know, and oh, it's just intertwined with these so many feelings. So Extraction 2, but the fight scene's definitely like a video game. Pretty amazing. And I also see where The Bear Season 2 on Hulu is now coming out uh, this week. I, I think it I think it's out on Thursday of this week. Uh, so you can watch that if you haven't seen season one. Season one was a fun ride. That's my that's my uh, chewing the fat review of movies that are you know you can watch and just enjoy. Uh, the bear fun ride. Uh, I you know I don't know that it was you know worthy of a season two. Hulu obviously thought different. And well, I'm sorry, it's on Hulu, but it's it premieres on FX. It's an FX show. I watched it on Hulu, but apparently I was watching it on FX through Hulu. So uh, if you caught season one and enjoyed it, season two is going to kick back up again. And it's all about the, you know, the, the restaurant dramedy and all the characters surrounding the uh, family restaurant from The Bear. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Who died today? Who died today? Paxton Whitehead, dead at the age of 85. A theater veteran. He is one of those guys that if you don't know who Paxton Whitehead is, was, you would when you see his face. He has been in so many shows and he was, you know, big in the theater as well. But he was in so many television shows. Frasier, Carolina in the City, Ellen, Third Rock from the Sun, The Drew Carey Show, Mad About You. In fact, his favorite performance, at least my favorite performance from him, was from when he was in Back to School uh, with Rodney Dangerfield. He played the professor the nemesis to Thornton Mellon. He was awesome in that movie. And anyway, it's very sad that Paxton Whitehead dead at the age of 85. Then we have the search for Julian Sands has apparently resumed. Uh, They're still looking for him. He went missing back in January, the actor Julian Sands. Uh, He went missing in, uh, you know, on the snowy Mount Baldy in January during his hike there in the San Bernardino Mountains. And uh, he's been missing since then. And apparently uh, they started looking for him again this weekend. (laughs) Okay. Uh, over 80 search and rescue volunteers, deputies, and staff conducted uh, the June 17th search along with two helicopters and drone crews. Uh, the drones were, you know, they used those for inaccessible areas that ground crews uh, couldn't access. So we'll see if he shows up. Uh, I don't know. He's been missing this long. Maybe he disappeared on his own. 
I know they talked to his brother and his brother said, hey, I've come to terms with the fact that he's gone for me and that's how I've dealt with it. But, I mean, he may, obviously he's gone. Uh, Whether he has passed away or went away on his own to become another human being, to get away from being the human being that he was, uh, it's still over. But they're out looking for him still. So let's, you know, hope that they find him and we can come to some kind of close for the Julian Sands family. It looks as though my main man, Hunter Biden, uh, is going to cut a deal. He's going to plead guilty to two federal misdemeanor counts of failing to pay his taxes. He also faces a separate felony gun possession charge that will likely be dismissed if he meets certain conditions. Uh, Two sources familiar with the agreement told NBC News that it includes a provision in which the U.S. attorney has agreed to recommend probation for Biden and his tax violations. Um, Okay, Uh, I guess uh, the gun charges and the tax charges are not going to result in any jail time. You know, this is the first time the Justice Department, part of the executive branch, headed by the president, by the way, has uh, brought charges against a child of a sitting president. So we got first going on all over the place in our government. And it makes you proud, doesn't it? (laughs) It does make you proud. Did you think that he was going to get have jail time no and i thought they paid the fine for the taxes i don't know why they're still after him for that if he paid the money it's over i thought but apparently not that's what i get for thinking again i was just reading a story about uh him showing up for the deposition on his uh on his child support he's trying to say that he doesn't make the money he was making and he's broke and he doesn't want to pay what he's supposed to be paying the twenty thousand a month to what's her face lauren roberts and his baby and we have said all along that she was you know he was she was a stripper and i don't know where that started because in this story it says that you know they talk about her working for hunter at rosemont seneca I mean, that's where she was on the payroll. At least that's where she had the health insurance, right? Because this is what all started her being pissed is that she was dropped from being on the payroll, which took away the health insurance. After she had the baby, the health insurance went away. And so it wasn't until they had the DNA test forced upon them that he even you know, was uh, they, they, he just still doesn't admit, I guess he does kind of cause he pays child support through the DNA test, but the family certain certainly doesn't recommend, uh, or doesn't, uh, you know, acknowledge that this child is theirs and she wants to change the, uh, the kid's last name to Biden. I don't know that I agree with that, but okay. Uh, this is just her way of fighting back at them and good for her now, but the, in the story, they talk about her being a, uh, working at the club that Hunter frequented as a bottle girl. I guess that makes her a stripper, although she could work there and not be a stripper. That is possible. I don't know if you know that, but there are people who work at strip clubs that aren't strippers. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just saying that uh, she and she also worked uh, at Rosemont Senegar. At least she was on payroll so she could get health insurance once she got pregnant. But really amazing. That's how he knew her. She wasn't, uh, that's how they originally met, I guess. Here's the thing. Even if she was a stripper, you know, the way it's portrayed is that that's a bad thing that she was a stripper. Um, 
It still doesn't take away from the fact that he's the father of this child. And the, he, she is part of the family. She's got the Biden bloodline. Bless her heart. Uh, I would, I'd try to run from that, but you know, oh well, let them pay, let them pay. They've got the money, let them pay. But they do not acknowledge this kid at all, and that's a shame. That's a shame. So I don't care what she was doing. Uh, she still is the mother of the president's grandchild and the president's son's daughter. So, and apparently they met. And we're taking care of a little hunter business uh, when he was still uh, dating. Now, according to this story, he had just broken up with Bo's wife. And so he was single. So even if she was a stripper and, and even if she was working at, uh, at his company, they were both single at the time. So I don't know why they're trying to make her into this horrible person. Well, I mean, I do. But it's just really strange that, isn't it, isn't it strange that the press is kind of helping with that? Huh. Go figure. I know that there are strippers that give strippers a bad name, uh, like the Florida stripper. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of strippers giving strippers a bad name. Damn it. So apparently this guy visited the Playmates Club in Miami. And it was almost like a TV show. I can't remember the show, but this happened on TV. So I don't know if it's real life or TV that's imitating who. But uh, while in the private VIP room, the man claimed he was uh, uh, given a bunch of tequila to the point of debilitating intoxication. That's when detectives said the dancers told the victim that the drinks were on the house. And then while the, rema- the man remained in the VIP area, he, they took his wallet and his cell phone when he was too dizzy to react. And she distracted him by rubbing up against him along with other women. <laughs> uh, given strip- strippers, given strippers a bad name. I won't have it. So apparently, uh, while he was intoxicated, there were six transactions withdrawing money from his PayPal account. There were also charges made to his Chase and American Express and Wells Fargo accounts from Playmates Bar and Grill. In total, $62,345.91 was paid to Playmates Bar and Grill and Triple Vision, which is the LLC name of the strip club. And uh, they claim he did not, he claimed that he did not authorize the charges. The victim told police that uh, I saw her enter her phone number into her cell phone in order to send herself payments. Okay. So apparently then there's text with her and her boyfriend. And I guess the boyfriend was selling or someone was selling hormones and anabolic, anabolic steroids at the Playmates Club. So we've got more people involved. And they're in this organized scheme to defraud uh, and, uh, you know, use credit cards of grand theft. So this is just another example of strippers giving strippers, some strippers giving strippers a bad name. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. There's bad people everywhere. Okay? Okay? Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So, did you see where Vegas, you know, Sin City has its first weed-friendly hotel? I know. I know. I can't wait to go. I'm just going to show up and, you know, do a little partying. It's the Lexi in Las Vegas, but uh, <laughs> it opened in early June. It is uh, formerly the Artesian Hotel, which was, uh, you know, really known for its uh, sex parties uh, back in the day. But now it's weed friendly. And by the way, it's uh, cannabis inclusive. Okay. It's not cannabis centric. Okay. We don't sell cannabis. And no smoking is allowed in public spaces. Oh, okay. Now, according to this, they they operate in a legal gray area. So we'll see how long <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Because state law says uh, they prohibit dispensaries or other marijuana establishments from opening within fifteen hundred feet of a casino. All right, so I guess the gambling floor, there's a gambling floor nearby. Plus, uh, recreational cannabis has been legal since 2016 in Nevada, but public consumption is outlawed. How does that even work? I mean, this is, we're just we're just silly on that. Uh, sure, it's legal. Recreational marijuana is legal, but you can't have public consumption. Uh, okay. Um, so he you know, believes, uh, the owner, that he is not breaking any laws or rules. And good for him. He also owns the Claridon in Phoenix as part of his pot-friendly elevations, hotels, and resorts brand. Nice. Uh, most of his competition is from hotels of the Bud and Breakfast variety. <laughs> uh, I, I want to do some... I, they need to advertise on Chewing the Fat. I would definitely do advertisements for the Bud and Breakfast. Hey. um, uh, How would you like to stay at my Bud and Breakfast? Uh, Of course, man. You know, when you get up in the morning and you got the munchies, you got to have some breakfast food and you can stay here at Jeffy's Bud and Breakfast. Go to jeffysbudandbreakfast.com. (sighs) Uh, that's awesome so apparently we're going to expand his uh his brand to uh, other states and uh you know it's i don't know it's billions of dollars in cannabis tourism markets so good luck uh good luck to them and uh, good luck to him in sin city's first weed friendly hotel so I was reminded that Frankie McDonald existed. Uh, I apologize for I have not seen any of Frankie's tweets or updates, but uh, I was reminded that he does exist. We have talked about Frankie before on this show a long time ago. And thankfully, I was reminded that he existed because he's telling us in one of his latest tweets that asteroid 2022AE1 is headed toward the planet Earth. And it's headed toward the planet Earth on July 4th, 
Uh, we are so close to July 4th. I mean, we are a couple of weeks away, amazingly. We are a couple of weeks away from July 4th, 2023. Now, Frankie, uh, you know, broadcast from his own television station, and he uh, is warning us about the asteroid that's headed towards the planet Earth. And I don't want to scare you, but I just want you to know that I give you this update from Frankie McDonald. This comes from his Twitter account, at Frankie MacD uh, at Frankie uh, F R A N K I E M A C D Frankie MacD. Okay, and he's warning us about asteroid two zero two two A E one. This is Frankie McDonald. My own TV station live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. The asteroid two thousand twenty two A E one headed towards the planet Earth on Tuesday, July fourth, two thousand twenty three. But the asteroid 2022 A1's oh gonna bypass the Earth, but oh. it's not gonna hit the Earth. Whew. I want everyone to have your binoculars and telescopes ready to look up the asteroid up in the sky if it's a clear sky that night. Okay. Because the asteroid 2022 AE1 headed towards the Earth on Tuesday, July 4, 2023. We're I safe, want though. everyone to look up the asteroid okay. up in the sky with telescopes and binoculars. It's not gonna hit us. If if it's a clear sky that okay. night. But yeah. the asteroid 2022 AE1 is going to bypass the Earth altogether. I want everyone to look up the okay. asteroid up in the sky. If it's a clear sky that night, the asteroid is going to bypass the Earth altogether. But it's not going to hit the Earth at okay. all. Whew. I want I every single person to look to up the asteroid up in the sky. Be mighty prepared for the asteroid 2022 AE1. It's going to bypass the Earth altogether, but it's not going to hit the Earth. Best luck here. Be prepared. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you. And I just want you to know that I am relieved that asteroid 2022 AE1 is headed toward the planet Earth on July 4th, but it will bypass the Earth. Whew. That's, uh, that's good news. That's good news. Thanks, Frankie. <laughs> and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.